0: Welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. Uh, Before we move on with today's show, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash eavesdrop. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So please uh, use the slash eavesdrop uh, code and we'll get a little bit on the back end. Um, but now I have that out of the way. Uh, today's podcast is a conversation with, um, a woman who I genuinely don't know, uh, who I've only met one other time. And it was a peculiar situation where we met. Um, and we'll talk about that in the podcast, but meeting her, was the inspiration or the conversation I had in meeting her was the was the uh, inspiration for this podcast in its current form. And so I was very excited uh, at the time to invite her on as one of the first guests. Um, But just timing didn't work out. And so, you know, I'm I'm finally was able to get Kelsey on here. Uh, And I, you know, it it was, it was a real treat to get to know, you get to hear her story, um, and understand a little bit more about her and and surprisingly uh, we were or maybe not surprisingly, I suppose we were very uh had very similar approaches to recovery, despite um her disinterest in the program where I am leaned towards being more interested, which was the conversation we had uh you know several months back uh and again, like I said, it kind of inspired me to to produce this podcast in the first case in the first place um, with the uh, intention of reaching out to people uh, in my head like Kelsey who um, you know are seeking recovery and seeking sobriety but aren't necessarily interested in the typical uh, approaches of, of whatever 12-step programs um, and uh, you know the conversation I had with her at the time kind of you know it didn't gel immediately into what what I've Turned this podcast into, but it definitely inspired me. So, I don't know. I guess that's that's all I got to say. Is this conversation uh, was was with the person who helped me found this podcast, even though they had no idea and probably could care less. <laughs> so, please uh, enjoy this conversation I had with Kelsey K. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably So did you, so your first podcast was the Joe Rogan podcast, clearly. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Um,
1: No, I listened to a podcast of my friend's, Um, he has a podcast about borderline personality disorder, Okay. which I don't have, but I know some people who do.
0: Um, He does a podcast dedicated to that subject, or he just was talking about it?
1: About recovering from it.
0: Oh, that's actually, that sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah, you should check it out. I would. I'd like he's to check a, that out. He's amazing. He is talks... he a local person or someone you know? No, from... he's um, he's in Connecticut. I um became friends with him. We've never met. I became friends with him. I was reading some of his <laughs> writing about um, okay borderline personality <laughs> disorder and emotional health. And you're
0: saying he doesn't ha- he has it and is recovering from it, or he um is he,
1: like he has it. He has recovered from it, which right. is kind of a controversial topic because the mental health industry in general will tell you that it's not some, you know, that you can't recover from personality disorders, but he's um, you should check it out. It's really amazing because I think that um, a lot of the, there are a lot of similarities between borderline personality disorder and addiction. Yeah.
0: Well, this is, as you're saying that I'm, cause uh, I take, I take, my, I, I look at it as a language issue, right? Like totally. calling it recovered versus recovering. Mm-hmm. It becomes semantics. And, and I feel the yeah. same way when people refer to themselves as being recovered from uh, drug or alcohol addiction versus being in recovery. I, mm-hmm. I refer to myself as in recovery because I cannot be uh, in my own life in any way. Like everything is this or everything is that. It's always like yeah. gray zone. So yeah. I, even if I tried to call myself recovered somewhere in my head I'd be like but that just means I'm actively doing the things that keep me healthy which I assume exactly. is the same thing totally that and that's
1: end. and that's what he says is that like because people say that like <clears throat> there are people who want to argue that personality disorders and like addiction and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff happen on like a spectrum I, and he says I I do I do lean towards that but what he says I think is everything that, happens on a spectrum
0: so that's yeah. that would be indistinguishable
1: what he says is that you're either emotionally healthy Mm. and like actively using those tools or you're not. Okay. And so that's where he says like, I'm recovered. But I feel
0: like it still is just language, right? Like it's just the way you talk about it. Yeah. And he might, he might
1: argue against that. He's very,
0: well, it's impossible to argue about it because you're using language to argue about it. Right. That's my point is like, it always comes down to the communication barrier of communicating what's going on inside yourself Mm -hmm. to someone else to try and relate to what's going on inside them. And then you can only rely on the way they're reporting it. So
1: yeah, exactly. And I think that that, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, (laughs) but I think that that is like a huge issue he has with, with the language is because people try to tell him, this is how you are. This is, and I can appreciate, I can
0: appreciate how that would be like, no, 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 don't, don't tell me I'm in here. I'm the only, I'm literally the only person in the whole universe who's going to know what's going on here or, Will have the most accurate reporting on it. That that what, what's the name of the podcast?
1: So it's called um, "The Last Symptom" okay. of Borderline Personality Disorder. The whole, and
0: the whole that's the whole title, or is the I title so. just the last symptom? I think because so. that's I a just, great title. The title is "Last Symptom" is great, but yeah, then the rest of that is like, it's, like it's it's a long, little mouthy.
1: <laughs> his name is I just searched his name Brian Barnett. Okay. Um he's.
0: And we are recording, so I'm gonna get. No, that's great. I, yeah. I mean,
1: I'll tell him, but um, no, oh, I can't I, imagine
0: he's gonna be bummed that you're getting. No, whatever I mean, he knows. He knows I like.
1: He knows that I adore him. I'm obsessed with him, so he'll be fine with that. No, I seriously again like, language problems.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: comfortable with that language because that's how I feel. Like he, I've just learned so much from him. Sure, and I genuinely feel like a lot of my recovery has been. From things I has developed from things I've learned from him, so he. But knows. you've only
0: just listened to his podcast one time, so it's <laughs> yeah. obviously. Oh, but you said he was like writing a blog or something. He before. writes.
1: Have you ever heard of the app Quora? uh It's Q U O R A. I'm obsessed with it. Um, again, a language <laughs> issue, but you're gonna say it. But I really am.
0: <laughs> no, um, well, I, I I feel like being obsessed with a, a website is less probably than, than being <laughs> obsessed with, with a, a person. person. Yeah. Especially since you already admitted you've never actually met the guy. So that makes yeah, sense.
1: Yeah, no. He knows that I feel this way, though. I, I consistently, like, text him and say, oh, text hey, I Text him sent- or
0: message him on, like, an app? Like, text it, like you have his phone number? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fine. Okay. We're going too far into this. That's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this, is,
1: this is our podcast about Brian's podcast.
0: Yes, thank you. Welcome to the Fun and Sobriety podcast where we review Brian, what's his name? <laughs> Brian Barnett's. Brian Barnett's uh, podcast, podcast and material. Oh, yeah. boy. I can't even say all that
1: yeah he writes he writes a lot on quora and um he now has a website and blog so
0: but you you just referenced i mean that's that's a good entrance into what we're here to talk about yeah and so let let let, uh, the fun we're here in the fun and sobriety podcast oh
1: yeah what i was gonna say Hmm. is i i listened to a a little bit of it um of fun and sobriety oh 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 so the
0: one that was just released this week oh well okay
1: well. <laughs> I'm going to listen to more now that I can. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay, You're going.
0: fine. Uh okay, so I'm sitting down with Kelsey Kodanko. Okay, there. I I will leave it up to the the guest to 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 put their full name That's out weird, there. That's fine. Weird there. Kelsey Kodanko. I um this is the first sit down with somebody who I I genuinely don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kelsey uh but coincidentally, I don't know what the right word is your our interaction so i i met you during tree fort of 2019 Mm -hmm. and our conversation was the impetus for the format that i'm using for this podcast now so that's part of why i wanted to make sure i got you on here plus i had threatened to do it when we had that conversation (laughs) threatened well and it was it was a threat because i literally had never done anything with it i just in the conversation with you i was like this is what i want to talk about and, okay. and then, I didn't know this. no, I, oh, okay. I thought I said it in that moment, but I, I also know up in my head 90% of the time. So,
1: well, I, that, that day was really those two days sure. that I did it are kind of a blur. Well,
0: let's honestly. talk about that. Okay. So I, I met you and you were, um, I don't, I want to say serving as, but you were, I don't know what you would call it.
1: So there was, um, a program or a, a, an event going on where they had human, li- it was called the human library. Right. And so if you knew a lot about a, a topic. subject, especially controversial, then people could check you out. <laughs> I'm doing air quotes um, <laughs> and, and ask you questions <laughs> about it. So mine was addiction and recovery. Sure.
0: And your title, I, cause I remember passing through there, it was in the main hallway there of the wahi and I passed through a handful of times. I was like, what is this? Cause you guys were all just lined up at a table, all of the library articles i don't know the books, books the human yeah. books were on one side of the table and then people were coming and going on the other side yeah and yeah i was like what is this what is and this? i saw the title of yours was like sick, sick not, not selfish sick not selfish so yeah i saw that and i was like that sounds like recovery yeah
1: that sounds like an and, alcoholic right yeah there. exactly and then
0: <laughs> the opening was right there open so i was like i'm taking this i'm gonna go sit down and yeah. and yeah so we had a. Uh, Okay, well, you and I had what I felt was like a pretty candid conversation. Oh, absolutely! Is that how that was the whole weekend that you were doing no, that? No, oh.
1: no, it was not. It was, it, and I don't want, i don't mean to say that with a negative tone. It was a really—it <laughs> was a really overwhelming experience for me because I did it for eight hours over two days. Okay, and um, a, so I, they were twenty-minute slots, and so I talked to a lot of different people. Half of them had experience with addiction and recovery sure half of them didn't and so those were really odd conversations to have okay um and then there were the ones you know that were were kind of on on point if you will or we were having like a good discussion about it some of them were really heavy sure and so it was an overwhelming experience overall but i your and my conversation was one of my favorites oh
0: well, that's really yeah. nice to hear because i i really appreciated it and yeah, that's that's true. Because uh, while we were talking, because I sat down because I wondered, what well, is this, first of all? well, and I, I was like, I suspect that's recovery. So I'm going to go down and sit down and see what this is, mm-hmm. or what she's got to say, or what what, what we're going to talk about. And then in the course of that conversation, you you know you revealed to me that you're not actively in meetings or going to any like traditional air quotes right. systems. And I still. And that I wanted to talk to you about like, what do you do anyway, which is the format of this podcast, basically. So as we were talking, and I guess when I walked away and was just kind of ruminating about what, what I was going to do with that, Mm -hmm. it really did trigger what I wanted to do with this podcast, which is to reach out or no, I don't I guess reach out to the person I'm talking to, but provide, I don't know, some kind of outlet for people who I've in my head put as your face like the the embodiment of someone who's in recovery in sobriety but isn't necessarily seeking the traditional path has different perspectives or there you go yeah um i haven't been super successful in doing that so far but that is kind of in terms of inviting guests in Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about you kelsey okay (laughs) so uh what is your, what, what brings you to, you, you say you're in recovery is the words that you used in your own. Yeah. So, so mm. what, why, what happened in your life to bring you to, so how long have you been sober? I guess the first question. Yeah. So <laughs> I
1: just hit three years on July 12th. Okay. So that was last Friday. Was it?
0: Yes. That was Friday. Yeah. It was Friday. I see. If you had told me that I would have insisted that we do this Friday, last Friday. Oh, but That's okay. That's yeah, okay Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't like, actually I put it out
0: on social media. I
1: talk about addiction. A bit on okay there. so i guess i could have
0: <clears throat> but anyway it's three years i it yeah. doesn't matter it was friday night neither of us are going to come here friday night yeah come real. Right. <laughs> yeah but what? i was actually at a
1: meeting getting my chip oh for real i've i've gone to um a few meetings lately and it's it's changed my perspective so i still anyway yeah, well, we'll, well we'll go under that but let's yeah. start here
0: so where what mm-hmm. you know what happened what's the nickel history here
1: so i um you know, it's it's kind of hard to to say how back you should start, right? Sure. When it comes to addiction, of course. I had a um, a great childhood, a great upbringing. There are were we, periods. Did you grow up here? Or where, I where did. You I do okay. grow up here. I was born in Salt Lake. I grew up in Idaho. Okay. Um, there were periods of my childhood that were volatile. My parents were divorced, and um,
0: were you raised like Mormon or no? No, not were you Mormon. Raised with any religion?
1: Uh, my dad's. Like, i don't want to say this online
0: my dad's christian say, you don't have to say anything no <laughs> i just that's not a very controversial religion <laughs> i well bt I would say
1: he's like fair weather christian is what i call him sure. um so catholic <laughs> something like that. Yeah. um no i wasn't but i wasn't they didn't drag religious. you to church every sunday or anything no like that. no no okay um <laughs> and well so i think that from i know i know <laughs> from my here we go I, I know from my childhood that I um I carried some instability in my in the way I viewed myself right um into my adulthood and mm-hmm. I I drank normally whatever normal means okay um I drank you know kind of like a typical high schooler typical college student <sighs> sure. I went to college in Salt Lake City Utah I went to the University of Utah okay um
0: is that a party school? I really don't know. Not anything really. About that. I, I would be surprised I mean, were, to hear if it was.
1: No, there were like part. Sure, there's. It's not like there's a lot of
0: teenagers in its small area. Yeah, so it's not like get...
1: stifled Mormonism, but sure. it's it's not a parties. It's not like sure. what is it like University of Arizona or whatever that like crazy. I mean, where is. I went
0: to graduate school.
1: Oh yeah. Well, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um,
0: uh I, so but you were a normal
1: Yeah, I, I drank, kid. you know, normally like binge drinking on the weekends sure. or whatever. Um and then
0: I'm presuming that your grades were fine, that your performance was yeah, fine, like I it graduated, wasn't an issue. Okay. Yeah,
1: graduated. Um and then when I was around 23, 24, I noticed my drinking habits were starting to change. And I was starting to drink more. I was starting to drink more often. I was um, drinking at like inappropriate times. I was drinking more than other people.
0: What do you mean by inappropriate times?
1: Um, I would drink in the mornings every once in a while. Sure. I would, if it was a weekend, I would want to drink like all day. <laughs> um,
0: see now these sound like normal. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. It, yeah. So, but you, why did that stand out to you? Right. And I'm saying that as kind of a reflection to myself, cause I drank like that at the same age. Yeah. Although I guess I I also registered that I wasn't drinking normally now that I'm saying it. I
1: think Um, it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily how I was drinking. I think it was noticing that my drinking habits were changing mm -hmm. and then feeling like, I remember thinking to myself like, should I be concerned about that? Like probably, but what actually concerned me was that I didn't want to stop. Okay, And that I didn't feel like, or that like if I tried to take a day off, or i tried to take a night off it was difficult
0: yeah and it felt like you'd done something right like you could mark it and be like well i took wednesday off
1: yeah or and and i would be kind of like white knuckling through it almost sure. i'd be like damn i really want
0: yeah. can i swear on here? Yes, you? yes okay, can, you <laughs> okay do good. anything you need okay <clears throat> i'd be like
1: damn i really want a glass of wine mm-hmm. and i'd be like why am i why do i want that so bad like that's kind of crazy and I feel like that's
0: a really mature response at 23. Well, to but register. I didn't stop. <laughs> but even to even to have that, I don't know. Did yeah. you did you reflect on it at the time, or is this you now thinking back on it, putting more on it in, in your in your memory? No,
1: I I purposefully didn't think about okay, it at the time, sure. and I know I did that because I know I remember thinking like, "Huh, I'm not going to think about it." Yeah. Okay. okay. And so things just started to like pick up speed uh-huh. as they do. And I was in a relationship at the time. Were oh th- God!
0: I was just gonna say, were you working? Like, what was going on in your life? Yeah, I
1: was in a. I was so when it really started to get bad, I had switched over to a new job that I didn't like. Mm. Um, I was in a relationship with um my good. He's now again a good friend. We were, but at the time we were living together. We'd been together for like a year or two, probably two years. And, um, I think I felt this is interesting. I've never like vocalized this. I think I felt empty <clears throat> inside a little bit, just myself. Okay. But because I was in a relationship, I kind of projected that onto him. Like I kind of made it his fault okay. almost. And, and so I would drink to kind of try to numb those feelings, obviously. And, and then, get then I like
0: would pissy with him. Or you like yeah, exactly. At? I okay. would like
1: get to a, it's, I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Um, it's like you would drink to not care, mm-hmm. but then you get to a point of being drunk where after that you start to get angry. Sure. Does that happen I, to you? Oh, or did I was. That that?
0: Yes. No. And I was picturing that as you're describing like not yeah. being, because I'm assuming you were unsatisfied basically in the relationship. For, yeah. And you were saying, you're, the story you're telling yourself, it sounds like was that it was his fault.
1: Yeah. That I was, that I wasn't getting enough from him or something, oh, okay. even though. You know now I can see it was not his fault. Yeah, okay. And he drank a lot too, and he's now sober as well. Okay, which is so that's, cool.
0: That's good. Well, uh, but that's also easy to just be drinking and pinging off of each other. And exactly. was it volatile? I mean,
1: it wasn't. We weren't. I mean, there was like volatile arguments. Yeah, but we that's weren't all I like. Meant. I don't, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean like punches oh, yeah. thrown. Or no, anything. we would. We both broke our hands punching a wall. Nice. At one point, the same day, at the same. No, time? it was no. like a, I think like a year apart or something. But literally no, we broke were. your hands.
0: Yeah, huh. like
1: have you like a boxer's sure. fracture? Yeah, yeah. He broke his hand, and then like a year or a year and a half later, I broke mine. And then I know it sounds horrible, but like let's be real, it sure. gets so much worse. Um, and the drinking really.
0: Was this in Boise? This was in Salt Lake City. In Salt Lake.
1: Okay. Yeah, and. um <laughs> And so he did what I now view as him making a really, really smart decision, which is, like, as our relationship got worse and worse and we were both drinking more, he finally... And I and I remember thinking, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Hmm. But it's funny to me now thinking about that because I realized, oh, I thought that was bad. Like, it was going to get so much worse. Oh, so
0: that wasn't even... So we're not even at your, like, fall down oh, point. Oh, heck. So what happened?
1: So he... Things were getting really bad. And so I was really angry with what he did at the time, which was he broke up with me. He was like, We can't, I can't do this anymore. We can't do this anymore. And so when he did that, it was kind of like all the resentment I had had that I thought was like his fault of not giving Mm. me enough in the relationship. When it was really like me who had the hole, it was like then I was so angry and I was so sad. And then my drinking really like fell off a cliff okay and I became pretty non-functional pretty fast and I ended up having to move I moved back to Idaho because I just was not functioning there did you lose your job no I um I had switched jobs back to my old job and you didn't hate yeah the one I the one that I loved and um and they were so understanding um Ben if you ever listen to this I love you (laughs) He tried. He tried really hard to take care of me, but I, I wouldn't take care of myself. Is this your boss? He was. He was my boss. He's now my, one of my best
0: friends. Sure, I meant at the time he was. Oh yeah. Was boss. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: He was my boss. He tried so hard to help me
0: help myself, but I wouldn't. Okay. Obviously, you know how uh, we do. What kind of? Do you mind telling me what kind of job this was?
1: Yeah. So he owns a um a letter shop okay. so letterpress is like a vintage form of printmaking it's okay. like how they printed the you know you like handset the lead sure. type and stuff so I, this is what you were doing yeah i worked there for on and off for six years throughout okay. college okay. so yeah he's still in business he's go, oh i should have brought you like <laughs> i should i have these cards these like insult cards i feel like you. Ins- would oh them. yeah I,
0: I would very much i just I, when you said he was trying to help you help yourself i, I thought maybe it was like i i don't know what i thought like i'm like a like a so, guru
1: or like yeah, a yes, a exactly. I don't know, boyfriend like boyfriend uh,
0: yeah. well. Now I would assume that you would refer to him as your boyfriend. If yeah, boyfriend. no, he was
1: yeah. he was my boss, sure, but he was my very close friend already. Okay. At that, yeah, well, at that that, that sounds
0: like a pretty intimate job, right? Yeah. Am I getting together. too
1: detailed? I feel like You're we're fun. just like going into my keep going. Oh, I, I
0: I I'm I'm waiting for the bomb to sh- the, you know the, the shoe to drop.
1: I mean, that's when it happened. Was after Jordan broke up with me. Um, I don't think he'll care that I okay. I, I his can name. also bleep it
0: if you need. No, he wouldn't give a shit.
1: Okay. Um, and if he does, he can take it up with me. <laughs> um, after Jordan broke up with me, everything fell off a cliff, and then I just—it was almost like I, it gave me an excuse to not care.
0: I feel more. I I did a similar thing,
1: and then I just completely stopped taking care of myself. I moved up to Idaho. I start. I stayed with my parents for a while. I stayed with my dad for a while, and my drinking just got. So much worse. Yeah. So, so much worse. And then I did the, I tried to do the geography solution where I thought if I moved to Portland, I would be able to start my life over and be happy. Sure. So I moved to Portland about a, a year or so later. And then like whatever cliff it had fallen off of already, it fell off of
0: like the biggest one. And Was I, it just drinking? Was it just drinking?
1: Yeah. I would um, every once in a while take like some painkillers and like I would count that as like I wouldn't drink at the same time and so I'd be like oh I'm I'm sober and like obviously not
0: so what happened to you in Portland
1: um I just really I was able to isolate myself even more because I didn't have any family there Mm -hmm. I had my very close friend who tried as hard as she could to to help me but we don't let them
0: sure and how long were you there before you oh six months okay yeah I was gonna say that that would be a, a quick slide for me it so. was
1: yeah and then i came i ended up coming back here and i went to the walker center for okay. rehab
0: yeah
1: about how i did the whole 28 days but about two weeks in i was like i decided like oh, i can just drink one more time
0: while you were there yeah w- w- how I, I went to the walker center also. you did yes when? that's where in in uh 2009 okay so yeah there was no way that I could drink there. If oh I no, no! To I sorry. I had
1: decided in my mind that oh, I was going to drink I one see, more see. time when I got
0: out. Oh, you you put the number one on there, or that you were yeah, which keep is drinking. F- <laughs> fucking
1: fascinating. That I was like oh, I'll just drink one more time. Like I didn't know myself enough to be and like, And that stuck with work. you
0: through the whole program? I mean, like you said, you were there for a couple for weeks and then you were just two like, weeks, but I yeah. got another one there. I got another one. Yeah. And then you just did the whole thing where you had like a little mask on your face and you said all the right things, but you're like, I got another one in me.
1: I think I really thought, yeah, I think I really thought that like, okay, I can get out and drink one more time, but then all the <laughs> principles I'm learning in here, <laughs> I'll just apply them <laughs> as soon as that's done.
0: That is really peculiar. Is that what you did?
1: Oh, hell no. I got out. Okay, I got out.
0: Well, I, I was, mean, did you drink again when oh, you got out? Yeah, yeah okay.
1: <laughs> I got out. <laughs> no, within, I know you
0: didn't drink one time.
1: <laughs> within, okay, so it's an hour and a half drive from
0: Jerome, or, from or Twin Gooding. Falls or wherever. Gooding, yeah, Gooding, Gooding. Yeah,
1: yeah. To Boise. Mm-hmm. Two hours after I walked out that door, mm-hmm. I was so drunk I couldn't walk.
0: Oh, shit, Kelsey. I
1: know. It was bad. And then I went on a week long bender that was like the worst week of my life.
0: Yeah, because you're fresh off of that, all of this shit in your head. Yeah, it's hard to drink with that shit in your head.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to, I think the worst part was, because I thought that I could drink and like nobody would know, mm-hmm. but I got so drunk that I immediately called my sister or something. So my whole family knew. Oh well, my plus god! Plus, your this family is had so to
0: be involved cool. to get you in there, right? Like, so they they
1: were throwing me a party <clears throat> that night for like when I had gotten out, like to celebrate and i was oh you were a hard-headed oh i was i was just i was so sick yeah. i was so sick and <sighs> so them they threw me the party anyway
0: sure well they don't know or did they, oh, no they, they knew
1: no they knew and they like were trying so to... is
0: it like this really wicked resentment party hooray for you kelsey you no, see you're already drunk was, kelsey it was
1: so much worse <laughs> because it was like they were like we love you. What can we do? Like, we know oh, you can Jesus do Christ. this, which is so much worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like an intervention party. <laughs>
1: like, well, it was just I like didn't... a, like it was like, cause yeah, I, I can... mean, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know for me, I was like, I'm not, I don't deserve to be loved. And oh, that's what this hole sure. is. And so then I do this horrible thing and they, uh, okay. and they love me anyway. And I was just like, Oh, I'm the worst. Like it yeah, still makes me just feel like, of oh, body, just right? like. Oh, I'm I'm the worst person that's ever existed. So
0: you said you went, you had a bender for like a week, a and that was just to escape from that, right? Like it was to get the fuck away from that feeling. Yeah,
1: like, I guess I don't even. Yeah, I think. Yeah, where did I think you it was? go?
0: Because I, I, where did you go?
1: I, um, well, I drank in Boise for a couple of days, and then I went to. Pocatello, oh, that's Idaho. A, that's
0: a party town.
1: <laughs> so I went and hung out with people I had met in rehab. I just, oh, it's boy. so, it's such a mess. And then I, oh,
0: man, one day I woke actually up. actually making my stomach hurt a little bit. Me too. Yeah.
1: I uh, woke up and I was like, one day I woke up there and I was, <laughs> I had been drinking so much that it was like, it didn't matter how much I drank. I was in constant withdrawal. Yeah, okay. And I was like, I got to get home. I got to get home. I don't, I was like, I I was dying. I mean, yeah. I know I was, and I got as far as Twin Falls, and I called my mom and I was like, "You got to come get me, or I'm I'm gonna die." Right. And you know, and that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. And so she did. She left work in the middle of the day on like a weekday. She drove all the way there, got me. I was having a meltdown. She dropped me off at St. Luke's for inpatient. Um, inpatient detox okay and i woke up three days later in a mental asylum
0: asylum like inner mountain or what
1: no like i don't even know where i was it was just like a an inpatient mental facility facility because they had told my mom that um holy shit they had told my mom that like if if things were this bad that maybe i had a coexisting got it disorder like maybe i had bipolar or something so they were going to Put me in there, and right, and you're in your early out.
0: 20s, so that's kind of when that stuff starts to really. Yeah, I was, I don't know what you I
1: was 26 this at this point, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I, w- I woke up there and I was like, I still think it's the funniest thing in the world. I was like, what? this is amazing, this is like something out of a scary movie, sure. I anyway, I got out and I haven't had a drink since what's that, that day, day. What, that, July, so 12th. July 12th, yeah. Well. I hadn't had a drink for a couple more days than that, but it wasn't my choice because I was so you, like, so
0: you register the 12th as the day you the twelfth was
1: the day after I got out yeah. <clears throat> okay, so sorry that was really long. no before, that's
0: like... uh, that's bananas like I they just let you way. out of the like that part of it I don't have any experience with at all, yeah. and if movies have taught me anything, they won't let you go. So
1: so I wasn't in there on my own volition. Right, I don't that's think. what I mean.
0: If you're not in there in your own volition, then it's in, you're in that catch 22 of being incapable yeah. of explaining why you're allowed to get out. So
1: the only reason I'm comfortable saying this is because I have no idea where I was. I have no idea.
0: Even when you got out, like you had to walk out the door and look around okay, and but go, oh, no, here we go. I
1: was so <laughs> I was so high off my ass on Ativan. Because, you know, they give you Ativan oh, for Okay, withdrawal. yeah.
0: Now I can see why you wouldn't register yourself as sober like, in the middle I of that. I think a
1: horse would have been dead with how much I was on. <laughs> and, I, and I had the only... They let me call my mom once. And I was like... I was so drugged up. I was yeah. like, where am I? And she was like, you're... Well, I knew where I was, <laughs> but I was like, why am I here? And I don't remember the conversation, but I remember telling her, I haven't eaten right. in like... Th- Two or three days, and right. she lost her mind and yeah. got me out. Oh, they weren't feeding me. It was weird.
0: And you still to this day don't know. I mean, yeah, I can appreciate it if you don't want to say it, but that's the. I mean, I have
1: to assume it was affiliated with St. Luke's.
0: Yeah, maybe it was just in the building somewhere. I, I don't. No, know I think, think it was
1: a separate building.
0: Well, that's why I said Intermountain because I know that it I wasn't a psychiatric... Intermountain. I went. I did a small I mean,
1: I... stint in Intermountain as well. <laughs> <laughs> Up top, boom. Yeah. <laughs> That exactly. is far
0: out, and that was three years ago plus a couple days. Yeah, damn.
1: I've come a, I'm have come, come a long way.
0: I yeah yeah. I, well, n- you, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say you're you're all put together, but that's that's a pejorative anyway. It's not like you were necessarily. I feel all well put apart. together. Sure, but I'm gonna guess yeah. that in the middle of all that, you probably would have a- appeared roughly all together. Oh no, no 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 no. Oh no, oh, okay. I
1: weighed sixty pounds more than I do now, even though I wasn't eating. Oh, I.
0: I thought you were going to say the other way.
1: No, most people go the other way. Huh. No, I was I I was more oh, really like,
0: like heavy and uncomfortable and sad.
1: Yeah, it was almost like my because I'm I'm a fairly thin person and that's what my norm is, mm-hmm. and it was almost like my outside matched my inside yeah. at that point where I was just like. And not that there's, of course, there's nothing wrong with being, no, but no, it wasn't I, my baseline. I,
0: I put on weight and I can like look back on it and I'm, anytime I look back on periods when I'm heavy, I, I can see the sadness. I can see the yeah. discomfort. I can see into my psyche almost of...
1: It's because I hated myself and I was letting that come to fruition
0: there you almost. Go. And I, I do. I have very bad negative body image issues. It's part mm. of my issues in i hate myself when i'm like that and i try to convince myself i don't but i i do and
1: uh and it's not about the way you look mm, necessarily but it's it's, the it's feeling. It it it's it's just a representation of how little you're taking care of yourself and how little you are yeah. caring for yourself yeah. at that time i think
0: so <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot no, that is, I, it is unexp- not what I expected to hear. I, I guess yeah. I didn't really have expectations, but yeah. like I said, I don't, I didn't know you at all and I didn't really know your story, so I didn't know That's at wild. all what to expect. Yeah. Um, and so this was part of our conversation when we had at Treefort, but what is, so, I mean, you went through the Walker Center, so you had some 12-step hammered into your brain a little right. bit, right? They do only the first three while you're there, or at least they did yeah. when I was there. They They walk you That's, through the first is, three. Yeah. Um, and presumably after your stint in the psych ward, you you did a little bit of it, uh, 12 step stuff, I'm going to guess, right? I did. Or I'm not, I don't need to guess. You you told me that you had tried it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so when, when you were going through all that and in that early spot, what, what was your, how do you feel about like spirituality and like
1: mm-hmm. God
0: or a higher power?
1: Yeah um
0: then and today i mean i it's it's mm-hmm. only i mean only been 3 years but i can't i mean
1: it's shifted it oh, has shifted, shifted. <laughs> okay
0: so yeah so talk about that how yeah. was it at that point versus today
1: so it, i um i definitely have i don't want to say a, <clears throat> a disdain although that might be slightly accurate i'm un- i'm very uncomfortable with organized religion i think that it um sure. I I have some scars from it from childhood. Whatever, don't we all? Um, so and even
0: even still, even though you weren't raised in a very
1: yeah, my dad took me to church when I was younger, and then I um, I tried to go to church camp, and well, also my mom grew up non-Mormon in the middle of Salt Lake. Oh, okay, so she had some. So you built
0: you grew with resentment. You were raised, yeah. and you just had. Although my mom
1: wasn't. Um, <laughs> she didn't talk a lot about that growing up. She does now, but I just, I kind of pushed it away. I didn't okay. like, I didn't like it. But Okay. Personally. So you
0: had a negative feeling about religions in general. So how yeah. did that manifest here for your, your so life?
1: surprisingly I didn't, when I started with the 12 steps, I, I really thought that the God stuff was going to be a huge issue for me. Okay. And surprisingly it wasn't. Um, it was, I was fine with everybody else saying it and doing it and whatever. And I found a, a higher power that really worked for me. Sure. I would say the, the portion of it that I struggled the most with was I was trying to go through the steps. I never actually finished them. Okay. Um, I, I was trying to go through the steps and I can't remember exactly how I described my higher power at that point, but there were. There were steps where it was like, I think it was like um admitted to God. I think it was like step seven. What's step seven?
0: That has to do with your character flaws.
1: Oh, we were humbly asking God to sure. to remove them. Yes. And just with the the way my um higher power was formed at that time, it was like that just like didn't make sense.
0: I, I feel you. I, I also don't view... The, the notion of speaking to a God doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah,
1: And like asking him to take <laughs> yeah, it away where yeah. I was like, that's not my higher power. And so sure. I remember asking my sponsor, I was like, I was kind of looking ahead and <laughs> I was like, that one's not going to make sense. Like I'm not <laughs> going to do that one. <laughs> she was like,
0: she was like, settle down. You're on step two. <laughs>
1: yeah. She was like, first of all, settle your ass down, like sit down. Um, but she was like, it's fine. If it doesn't make sense You're like, we're just going to do it anyway. Sure. And I was like, Why? And she was like, because we're, and I don't fault her for this. I mean, this is what she was taught as well. But okay. I was like, why? I don't, it doesn't make sense. Like I'm, I don't want to go through the motion. And it was that <clears throat> that started to kind of plant the seed that I was like, I didn't, I didn't like that there was like no flexibility mm-hmm. in the program. Um, But the higher power that I figured out for myself at that time has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to meetings again with a friend um who he needed to go to some meetings, and so we i went i took him to a meeting that I used to go to, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't as bad as I remembered <laughs> and now I think I get more out of it than he does. We go every once in a while and and I still take issue with the God stuff. I'm like, oh."
0: Well, I will tell you that makes you very unique, Kelsey.
1: I know, <laughs> I'm I'm terminally unique.
0: <laughs> I think I don't think that I've ever met anybody who doesn't struggle with who that isn't, specific like, oh, I love aspect. It. Yeah, there's like Jesus G- take the wheel. Oh my god! I no, I do feel like people who come in with a strong religious conviction do have a leg up because they don't need to worry about it. Yeah, right? they don't got to struggle I with don't, that part. I mean, I don't. In that regard, they have a leg up. I personally feel like it's 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 an, all an, alcoholism yeah it's an inverse leg up because i think it leads to a whole slew of other un un oh uncontemplated issues you're that, hitting the nail on the head sure and i th- i think this is part of why i related with you in that short conversation mm-hmm. we had because I, I i felt like i understood where you're coming from i mean mm. definitely everything you just described right like i so you said that this higher power of sensation or whatever is stuck with you today like mm-hmm. do, what is your do you have any kind of yeah. regular spiritual practice or spirituality about your
1: uh, yeah we, so, work week or whatever <laughs> work week uh, no, Saturdays and sundays um, to take it off so my my higher power is um and again i it's been a very long time since i've expressed or tried to articulate this mm-hmm. um My higher power is more about emotional health and my higher power is more about being, being self-aware and understanding myself, being honest with myself, with my loved ones. And I believe that when we, my experience has been that when we are, and this is one phrase from the program that I actually love, um, when we're doing the next right thing, Mm -hmm. when we're doing the things that are the, are the best, the most honest, the truest Mm -hmm. um with good intention as best we can when we're doing those things for ourselves while taking others into account as well that we kind of i my experience has been that it it feels almost as if i've like tapped into um a rhythm in the universe and because there's i think that's from the big book it's like there's an underlying rhythm to the universe you're shaking your head no i because i please. Yeah, no you this tell.
0: is perfectly in line with what i've been the way i articulated yeah. as well
1: is i feel that like when i when i'm on like a correct path that feels true and i'm and i'm doing the best i can with my best intentions that i i tap into this rhythm and that things start to fall in line and they go well and and that when i you know i think that some people in the program would call it like working off my own will or whatever mm-hmm. which i really really resist that. I don't like that. Sure. But I think that when I, um, when I'm not being self-aware, when I'm not taking care of myself, I, I start to feel myself like disconnect from, from understanding like where I'm heading with intention. Sure. And so that's my higher power is through emotional health and being self-aware and, and trying to do my best, which it sounds like kindergarten kind of when I say it like that. And I love that. Um, (laughs) that I tap into this underlying rhythm and life's goes well for me and it goes well. It helps me to help life go well for the people I love yeah, and that I, kind I, of thing. I
0: refer to it as being in grace, but that I, I'm yeah, not, that's I'm not being sarcastic. I think that is literally yeah the closest articulation I've heard outside of my own head of the what same... it feels like for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without having, led you there i presume i mean i did actually do a podcast about that a couple of ago, but you, have, to it, yeah, yeah, you already but said that you don't to. listen to podcasts yeah. that's um so when you say do you have any i think you just referenced or, or alluded to an experience of that like what mm-hmm. do you have a, like a, an example of it i know as you try to articulate it's mm-hmm. going to sound funky but like did something um, ha- any examples of that where you just yeah. when it happened you're like oh fuck that was it right there yeah actually.
1: <laughs> and it kind of comes full circle almost. Well, first of all, I felt like i all of a sudden when I started i there's like a couple tools that I use, and when I started using these tools, I realized,
0: please describe them.
1: okay um and they're they're so simple, like it makes me want to scream that I didn't have these the rest of my life.
0: but um <laughs> earlier, you mean? yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, it's like when i so the way I describe like when I feel discomfort. I, when I feel discomfort, I feel, when I feel like angry or, or scared or hurt or whatever, it feels like these big clouds of just ick, like kind of swirling around in my body. Sure. And it's like really overwhelming. And that's when I feel like I have to like take action right now. Like I got to fix this. I got to like, you're fucking everything up for me. And I'm going to like, I'm going to tell you why. Right. Like or something like that. a person
0: or an uh, institution? A situation or, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And, but now what I do is I make myself clarify the problem. I sit down and I say, okay, what am I actually upset about right now? And, um, and then I, I'll, I'll clarify that. Like, let me think of an example. Um, like I was upset with my, uh, my brother a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I'm upset with him because he's doing this. Um, he's he has this behavior he's engaging in that is damaging to him. And I'm upset with him because he um, isn't because he's doing that and he's not doing the things he needs to fix it. And he's not listening to my advice, which I know my advice would help him. <laughs> and that
0: you're offering without him asking. Exactly. Yeah, okay.
1: Codependence is the answer to everything. <laughs> um, and. And so I was like, okay, well, so I see now what the... I can get my hands around what the actual problem is instead of just feeling like, oh, he's like pissing me off. (laughs) And so I have my hands around what the actual problem is and then I can identify, okay, what what can I do right in this situation? Well, I can realize that it's his life. It's none of my business. Sure. And that until he's ready for help or advice, Mm -hmm. he's not going to hear it. So it's not my it's not my place to force it on him. These are all things I've learned from Brian Barnett, by the way. Okay.
0: The podcast we started, we started 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 talking about
1: and, um, (laughs) and, and then I, and then I can kind of remove myself from the situation. And so, and once I figure out exactly what the problem is like that, I can see what I need to do next. Okay. And then it complete, it almost all the time, like completely releases all the overwhelmingness of it.
0: Sure. So is this like something that just happened? Is that where you're referencing that or is this
1: Yeah, that happened like two or three weeks ago. Okay. But it's just an example of the of the tool which that I use which is like I make myself clarify the problem. I see
0: like through meditation or what. I mean, I literally just use, like... make
1: myself sit down and think about it. I'm like, "Okay, what are you angry about right now?" Instead of just like, "Jacob is pissing me off," it's like <laughs> Jake I'll also
0: th- bleep his name too. If no, don't.
1: Mean. I I want him to hear this. I'm just kidding, Jake. I love you. No, I'm gonna
0: guess he would know that you. are your Yeah, he knows, yeah, he brother knows I was angry about this. Um, <laughs> well, even if I bleaked his name, he'd know he's your brother.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I do have two, but it wouldn't be the other one. Um,
0: <laughs> is this your? I'm assuming a younger brother.
1: Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, he and I are a lot alike, which is why I feel the need to be like, stop doing this dumb thing sure. and and but it's not my place to call it a dumb thing like it's, it's I, I feel you experience but yeah
0: so this it, so you had a feeling of spirituality as a result of well of... so
1: when i oh so this is like the tool so okay. these are the tools i use it's like like clarify the problem sure. i stay very self aware i try to speak nicely to myself i i mean there there are like a, a couple different tools i use but but once i i started implementing these tools I I began to realize just how much I didn't know myself hmm. the previous 26 years of my life. Okay. And once I started to know myself and understand myself, I could move through life in a more intentional way. Yeah. And I became comfortable with who I was. And when I did that, I started so I started sharing openly about my experience with addiction. And when I did that, the response I received was like it was life-changing. Okay. It, it,
0: sharing how? I mean, besides the, I, um, the book thing.
1: This sounds like millennial as hell, but um, <laughs> I, I posted on Instagram about it. I was like...
0: Oh, my God, you guys. I am so addicted. You guys, you I did? was an
1: alcoholic. <laughs> um,
0: I'm sorry.
1: No, it's it's that's how it feels, though. But I have, like, a... Uh, I have. Let me, let me start by saying I have a measly following, but I... <laughs> I, <laughs> on
0: Instagram, yeah, yeah okay. I came
1: out of, I came out of pretending like everything in my life was fine, you know, like we do on on social media, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere, I was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm seven months sober because I was like rock bottom alcoholic. It was gnarly. Nobody knew. Okay, here's what it's been like for me." And, the response I got was, incredible. Sure, um, people were so supportive. People asked me for help. People. Sure. And so I kept that going and, and in doing that, I, um, I've come to know myself so much more. Sure. I've come to feel like I can help other people. And that has been an absolutely spiritual okay.
0: experience for me. And, I mean, you did reference to taking somebody to, um, to yeah. Meeting. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, so your relationship with, with recovery, I guess, like. I mean you 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 sound very involved in your own recovery like what mm-hmm. how does that work for you today cuz you 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 are clearly um or at least you come across as being um um intentionally focused on sobriety focused on your recovery mm-hmm. aware of it I'm going to guess on a daily basis Yeah yeah or on a regular basis at least let's say
1: I th- I think it's become the these tools that I've learned I had to, I had to work really hard to implement them at first Mm -hmm. to make sure I was doing them. And now they happen naturally. Sure. Like staying aware, doing my best to stay emotionally healthy, doing my best to, to work on my, you know, areas of my life, areas of my personality, I can improve like that kind of stuff. My friend told me maybe a month or two ago, he's like, I think you're, he's he's such a, He's just a baby. Um, he was like, I think you're, he was, I don't know why he said this. He's going to hate that I brought this up. He was like, you, I think you're addicted to like self-help. I think you're addicted to self-improvement. And I was like, yeah, totally. Sure. It's amazing. Sure. It makes my life so cool. Okay. So I think that I had to work really hard to implement these things at first.
0: And now they they're they're more intuitive for you exactly that's but, what I was trying to say. But with regards to like specifically addiction, do you
1: do uh, I struggle? Is that what you're asking? Yeah,
0: or what like do you get thirsty? Do like the the, the sensations come over you in any you know yeah. in any any way? I guess because um, you came out of the first treatment and you were like, I'm gonna go drink.
1: Yeah, you're like I was like this is gonna be fine.
0: And so and I mean somewhere awesome. in there, I'm guessing there was some kind of switch inside mm. of you
1: yeah there was there was an there's a monumental
0: switch where what oh i'm so that.
1: curious to hear if if you've ever experienced this since it sounds like we have some common experiences. it does sound
0: like this actually yeah what, what, i hate this question but what's your sign
1: aquarius okay
0: i don't know i don't even know what that means so. I don't <laughs> <either>. <laughs> wait what's, your, what's if you, your if it turned out your, your birthday you ever, was like right around mine we would just throw birthday? the headphones down and leave
1: when is your birthday
0: <laughs> in august okay in like a couple of weeks in fact
1: oh hey happy yeah. birthday
0: We're um <laughs> we have a visitor what's yes. going on dude mm-hmm.
1: Looking <laughs> <for that. sighs> what's your sign okay but wait have you ever taken the myers-briggs personality test uh thing? it's the one where you get yes like four i do others.
0: i i think i i tried to do the the freebie one i I was too cheap to spend money on it so go take technically it. no Oh yeah okay
1: no, there is a free one though. Oh, I take it. I'm an ENFP. I'm obsessed with that thing. It's I unhealthy. Think that that's... It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna pretend like I know. I yeah. did. I probably did take the free one a couple years ago. And... Yeah.
1: I'll send you the link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't okay. think I won't.
0: So, but what was this turning? So turning... The turning I don't want to call it turning was, point, but okay, go ahead.
1: Oh, it was. I I call it like a. a there was a shift. That's what I call it. Shift. A okay. shift. The shift for me was. Um, I, well, I woke up in an insane asylum, which was, I love. Which shift any of you (laughs) motherfuckers out there. This is the key to sobriety. Um, I love it because I love scary movies. I was like, even when I was in, I was like, this is messed up. Anyway, um, (laughs) I got out and I was just, I remember the next day I was sitting on my mom's couch. And I was just so tired. Mm -hmm. I was so tired. Which they say that, you know, in AA, like, when you get tired enough, you'll come back. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so tired that I I decided that... I didn't decide. I just... I was too tired to punish myself that day. Mm -hmm. I was too tired to be ashamed of myself, to, like, kick my own teeth in, to, like, drag my own face through the dirt and say, look at Mm -hmm. how horrible you are. And it felt so much better that the next day I did it again. I just didn't. And it felt at the time it felt like shutting, shutting it out, like shutting out my shame. Okay. But I just didn't ruminate on my shame that day. Okay. And once I stopped being ashamed of myself was when everything changed. Okay. So
0: that's far out. Yeah. And so, and that, I presume has stuck with you, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you're you're being shamed less about, yeah, telling your story here, and um, I mm-hmm.
1: know. Okay, and I don't think any of us have anything to be ashamed about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You mean addicts?
0: I mean, anyone. Any human being has nothing to be ashamed about.
1: I think that um, <laughs> I, think I,
0: I feel like somebody somewhere could prove you wrong on that. But Okay, this is
1: I'm gonna this is another shameless Brian plug. What oh okay. Um he says that there is a difference between guilt and shame. Okay. And okay. when we're say when when I say shame, shame like I was feeling was like inherent shame. It was just it wasn't shame about like actions. It was just overall shame about who and what I was. Okay. And I don't think anybody. Yeah. I, I can get on
0: board with that. And yeah.
1: nobody has reason to be ashamed of who no. they are inherently.
0: No. I And I, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that or at <laughs> least with what I think your sentiment is there. Cause I, I for me, I, I frame it in, in recovery. Uh, like I, I am not going to be able to move forward if I'm stuck in the position of, you know, cause I, I, my story, I, I was arrested. Uh, I was passed out at the wheel mm. with all three of my children in the car, mm. like pulled over to the side Is of the road. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. I mean, it was driving around downtown just yeah. could not figure my shit out cause I was blacked out. Sure. You know, I'm, and, and uh, there's a, a lot of shame around that, or at least that, you know, mm-hmm. when that happened, I was convinced I was just a worthless piece of shit Right. the and it, worst
1: person on the planet right
0: and i had yeah. somebody you know my ex was very angry with me about that right. reasonably so right. and she was making sure that i felt would that never shame. forget oh yeah never forget like yeah. um and i don't i don't know like that i'm referencing that specifically because it feels like the worst thing i've done and the worst thing i did in my in my uh mm-hmm. when i was active um and I don't, I don't register a day or a time or like a journal entry where it went from beating myself up over it constantly. But at some point, I recognized that I was able to move forward from that. And mm-hmm. I, I never let it go. I, it's like feeling guilt about it. Like I feel guilt about it. I, I live in amends to my children by being sober and yep. providing them a different human mm-hmm. to be there in their lives. But, I, you know, it was something that... I couldn't break out of a whole slew of activities and and behaviors, even in, even when I was sober, until I could get past that point of just mm-hmm. feeling absolute shame about who I was. Yes. yes. So yeah, I, I guess I do follow what you're saying there.
1: And that's that's exactly the the premise is that is that guilt is a productive feeling. Can be guilt can be. I know I accept responsibility for this thing that I did. Right. I accept that I did that. Shame is I did this thing and I'm a horrible, irredeemable person because of it. Yeah. And, and so, you, yeah, you can't live in shame and move forward.
0: No, I completely and, agree. And it kind of goes to the, like, I, I don't, my own view of the universe, like I, I don't ultimately have control over, most of the shit that i do right like everything i'll say it like i i don't i'm not i don't i don't subscribe to free will in any real regard right Mm -hmm. like i am subject exclusively to my experiences exclusively to the chemistry in my brain i can make choices and i do activities and i do behaviors based off of my previous behaviors but that shame that we're describing Ascribe some kind of control over that that I don't have, right? Like mm-hmm. that's like being ashamed of being a human being. Exactly, and you can't be ashamed of that because that's I, I yeah. am that, right? There's no right. getting away from that. Other than so living in that that feeling, living in that, kicking yourself
1: over and over and over again yeah, every day. Just, all you're trying to do is
0: kill yourself. Exactly, the way I that's look what at it.
1: exactly what keeps <clears throat> you sick, right? And. I completely agree. Um, what I what I view it now is because I drove drunk all, all the time. time. No, all I, the time. I, I, and that yeah. was the
0: other thing when she was yelling at me. But I'm like, I drove drunk all the fucking time. Yeah, and I drove drunk with the kids all the fucking time. Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but shut the fuck up. Right? So like, yeah.
1: So here's the thing. <laughs> just is defensive
0: the... anger, but you know.
1: Well, but here, but here's the thing: is that like, first of all, what the hell are you going to do about it now?
0: <laughs> exactly, and and I don't <sighs> I don't want to minimize. Like I am no, no. so fucking. Uh, thankful and lucky that, that you nobody got yeah. hurt. Right. Like yeah. I, I'm not proud of any moment of that. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: well, so the way I look at it now is I see these, <clears throat> these, you know, if you're going to characterize behaviors as, or make judgments on them, I see these bad things I did. Right. But I see them as I was fighting a battle that I didn't even know I was in. Right. And I didn't have the I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't have, I was losing. Right. I was losing the battle. And now I look back and I'm like, I can't expect myself. I could not have expected myself. I now as a healthy person, (laughs) I can't look back at that sick person and say, how could you? Yeah. You were sick.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I, I look back and I'm like, I don't even recognize myself. I nope. mean, I don't even recognize myself from the first few years of sobriety. Frankly, yeah. I mean, I'm evolving, changing, or whatever. But you're,
1: ad- you're addicted to self improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I suppose that's true. I just I just focus on basically one aspect. I, I, yeah. I don't I don't go seeking a bunch of self help books. I'll, I'll, I will say that. But yeah, uh... let's try it. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Stop being a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, dang it! I, I felt I'm like I sorry. was. No, 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 no. I, I was gonna direct this towards a nice way to 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 wrap it up. But yeah. uh, I mean, y- you seem like you're very happy in your life right now. Like very. you don't seem in any way um, hesitant about any of this stuff. Like
1: or white knuckling. Uh,
0: for sure you don't seem to be white, knuckling it. And, and you, you said earlier that you did go to a meeting and pick up a chip. So I, I feel like you're keeping some kind of finger on the, like, yeah, I done this. Like, I,
1: I mean, I just love addicts. I do. I think that we're all good people who, who deserve to be healthy and happy. And, and even if AA is not, if I don't support it a hundred percent, Support percent it. of the I
0: like that term <laughs> uh,
1: of the time, hundred percent. You know, you're not all bought in. You're not bought into. It. I'm not bought in. Yeah. fully. Um, I, I love addicts, and I think that we're all good people who deserve to be healthy. And if I can show up and and bear witness and hold space, sure, and contribute, because I do feel like even if I'm not bought into AA completely, I do feel like it's a place where I can contribute. Okay. Yeah. And, um. I like that. I can't remember why I was saying that, but I do you, like...
0: Do you uh, do anything other than... Do you do anything in that regard? Like, do you work with addicts in any way? Do you go, mm-hmm. like...
1: I... Um, I
0: mean, short of your Instagram posts, like, that was a while ago. I'm, I'm assuming your, your is not dedicated to Kelsey's not, recovery. No, like, not
1: fully. But hey, I, guys, here yeah, I am. Here I am again. Um, <laughs> just talking your off about shit you don't care about. Um,
0: <laughs> long, like... Yeah. Four thousand word posts.
1: Every I just did one the other day. Oh, They're not four thousand words. I was, 4, just, I was words. just being sarcastic. Okay. No, but I don't do them all the time. But I do. I I attempt to make myself available. Mm-hmm. I attempt attempt to be active in the conversation when I feel like I have something to say. Sure. I I attempt to make myself available to those who want direction, want to talk about it, want help and um and that helps
0: it's like kismet i mean that is why i'm doing this podcast that is that's what that's what i think
1: when you started saying that it's like i don't need to i don't feel the need or the i don't feel like i have to base my entire life around recovery Uh but i do like dedicating some of my time and energy to it because i think we are i think everybody deserves to be happy and to not feel ashamed of themselves and so i i and by the way like i I'm so grateful. I'm going to listen to all of the podcasts now that I can, <laughs> but I'm so grateful to you for, for doing this just because it's important to show up for, okay. for everybody else. I think.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I do uh, attend regularly 12 set programs and yeah. I, I do again, yeah. that's part of why I'm doing this. Cause I know I'm not the best representation of it. And I don't, I don't invest in it the way that a lot of people, other people do. And so yeah. it's easy to be like, well, I'm just not doing this right. But I feel like something like this is a a way for me to offer myself. Yeah. There's no in, doing it right, I don't think. No, 100% not. That's <laughs> yeah. why I'm like eh, I'm fine with this cuz there's no doing it right. This there's no rules. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I I I guess that's good enough. I mean, I, I, do you have anything else that you want to say? Or do no, you have, do you have just, anything you need to plug? Do you have any no. podcasts of your own that you want to plug? But <laughs> What was the name I of that one did. again? Um,
1: um, the Last <laughs> Symptom of Borderline Personality Disorder. It might just be the last symptom. It's really horrible that I don't no, know not, that. It, it, anyway, Brian Barnett, um, B-R-I-A-N.
0: Burnett I'll, I'll,
1: B-A-R-N-E-T-T I'll, yeah. I'll
0: link it in this episode yeah
1: I'll ask him and make sure but I'm sure he'll be fine with well,
0: yeah he wouldn't care if I'm well, yeah. I assume
1: I'm obsessed it's fine sure Yeah. thank you so much for having me thank you Kelsey yeah. All right.
0: this has been the Fun and Sobriety podcast thank you so much for listening uh, if you want to check out that podcast that Kelsey references multiple times in today's conversation, uh, you can find it at www.thelastsymptom.com. Um, and the podcast itself is The Last Symptom of Borderline Personality Disorder. It's available on anywhere you can find podcasts, is my guess, but definitely on Apple, uh, iTunes. Um, and yeah, I if you have any other questions or, or concerns or comments or you just want to reach out uh you can find me on facebook i imagine you can find kelsey on facebook instagram for sure uh but you can find me on facebook or you can uh reach out to me on the contact us link on the eavesdrop podcast uh network website um I, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. And, and like I said, I, my, my heart goes out to anybody who's struggling with their own recovery or in the recovery of people that they are are in their lives and that they love. And uh, I love each and every one of you. And I hope you have a, a terrific rest of your day. Thanks for listening. I'll wake up when I'm sober Which will probably be never